because you said before, not just like so you didn't end up on a ventilator, but you were like, if I can help humanity, if yeah, I can help one the more the person, the horde hu- a horde immunity herd, thing. I was like herd immunity, herd horde. Why do I keep saying horde? I don't know. I don't know. It's not a game. It's a Listen, I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us. Hey. I feel so, like every time I say that there's like a long pause and I don't know what to do. So I'm always like, woohoo. I know I almost I don't feel again. like I don't feel like <laughs> woohooing. You know what? I'm uh, I'm really tired, I'm not gonna lie. Like um, <laughs> I've been working on a paper, so I'm uh, exhausted because I like I said last podcast, I've implemented like the sleep schedule. I mean, going to bed at the same time every night, waking up early, like living my best life. And then once again, um, I haven't done my papers kind of like the way I should in terms of like doing them, you know, consistently. So now I'm cramming for a paper that is due today as we are recording. <laughs> um, and I'm tired because I had stayed up late, but the paper is fire. I'm writing about 90s um, R&B as like feminist resistance. 90s R&B is feminist resistance. Mm-hmm. I like it. I know it's so it's such a good paper. I'm so proud of it, and I honestly wish I had started it earlier because, like, I would have had way more to talk about. So but you're I you're, digress. You're in a situation where you're typing, and you're like, <laughs> and your fingers yeah. won't stop, but you have a new day. Okay. <laughs> it's fire, though. I'm so happy. I love music. I love music. So, um, let's like do a sharp left. Um, <laughs> transition sure. god look at you <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time for transitions today we gotta like back, back, back. <laughs> we gotta get this so sharp left um this week slash last week was vax week right so big vax big vax energy we brought that big vax energy so talk about it so um let me see now two weeks ago yeah Two weeks ago, I received my first um, vaccination. So um, I guess just a breakdown here for, especially for our people in in the in the states that have it nice, or our listeners that are in the states <laughs> over here in Canada, um, or I should say in Ontario, um, yeah. our premier decided that hey, you know, um, because of the severity of the vaccine or of the virus, the vaccine should be given to. Um, given to the citizens of Ontario in stages. So it was given stages. to um that's essentially that's the best way I can describe it. And the stages were like your age limit. So you know 80 and up, 70 and up, you got it first, then it was 65 and up and then so on and so on and so forth. And um in doing all of that, he received a whole bunch of backlash and then he started, you know, regular Doug Ford stuff when you when he starts getting like slammed in the media, he's like, "Hey, no, I need to get these votes back for <laughs> when the next election is." What can I do? So he came out and he was like, hey, Brampton, you're getting a hospital, like like Oprah. And then didn't provide no plan for the hospital. And then he <laughs> said, hey, teachers, you're getting vaccines, but not all of you. Like, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, so eventually um, um, we've opened up. I think we're in, for most pharmacies, they're at the 40 and up range. But there's a lot of places that have been... Um, deemed that they are essential workers so they're providing the vaccine for them so my wife um, actually booked for her to go and when I went to drop her they were like hey come on in you can come too I was like what me oh (laughs) me thank you I can come early so I I got my first dose 
um two weeks ago and um just for me in general no problems and i don't know what it is like i I've been reading, talking to friends, hearing CP24 and CNN and all that stuff in their talk and Fox News and NBC and in their yeah. talks about the virus, of how it's affecting so many people. And then, you know, you have all of the the IG doctors and, <laughs> and conspiracy mm-hmm. theories conspiracy that are theories, saying, yep. yeah, that are saying all these things about the vaccine and how it's affecting people. Me personally. I haven't had any issues and I know on the last um the one of the last times that we talked about this um big vax energy I brought up the fact that one thing that I was like kind of concerned about or I guess was a concern for me was like hey I've this whole time this whole year I haven't had a sniffle a sneeze so I have no reason to go get the vaccine other than the benefit of if I do get it it has proven results that I don't have to go to the hospital if I and once I'm fully vaccinated, once I get both doses, if I were to contract the virus, I shouldn't need to go to the ICU to be put on a um, ventilator or something like that. Absolutely. Um, so a couple of just clarification. So um, some local areas are actually now at 16 plus. So if you are 16 and Here? older, it, yeah. In, oh, I thought uh, that was only in the States. Okay, cool. No, I just saw it on the news this morning. So I don't know if it just opened up in some hotspot areas, but some hotspot areas, um, 16, and, 16 and older, you can actually now get your vaccine. Um, the city of Toronto actually just teamed up with vaxhunters.ca, uh, I think it is. Don't quote me on the website, but they were the people that were like actually showing people where to go to get vaccinations because in Ontario right now, it is that difficult to get a vaccination. Like they are literally making it so difficult to find out where you can go get vaccinated that people are like, so all of this region hopping, they were afraid of um, in terms of like going to nail salons and stuff like that is now happening with the vaccine. vaccine. People are like, yeah, location hopping because they can't find, um, you know, pharmacies or places where they're actually doing vaccinations. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, shout out to all the people who are really trying to get vaccinations. We understand that we're in a position of privilege right now um, yeah, for sure. as teachers, um, especially as online teachers, or we're actually not in the building, um, but being prioritized for vaccinations. So um, I had mentioned how hesitant I was about getting vaccinated. And, you know, I live in a house with um, a man who is, the like he is like into everything like analytical to the point that it literally drives me bonkers because he will find like every angle for everything and I'm like this is this is information overload for me I need to just (laughs) kind of go with my gut on this and like my gut is saying you know go get vaxxed and so Mm -hmm. I did and truthfully I am thrilled I am thrilled that I did it because I honestly, I was hesitant. There was just so much kind of like misinformation, sideways information. Um, you know, we're having issues with AstraZeneca right now. And I was like, I don't want that AstraZeneca one. And people are like, <laughs> take the backs you're given. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I have the right to be like, um, I'm not trying to die because of this. Yeah, vac- for sure. So, um, yeah, my vaccination process was really easy. Um, I booked mine online. They gave me a date. I went, and then when I showed up, oh, um, sorry, I just realized I'm not charging right now, so I'm about to die again. As usual, <laughs> um, when I showed up, okay, you know what? Let's just let me just mash up this whole podcast today. You can even leave that in. Um, yeah, for that's sure. Me charging. <laughs> so I'm charged up now. 
Um, so when I went, they said, don't arrive, uh, before 10, like 10 minutes before your appointment or like further than that or whatever. So I sat in my car, I texted Andre and I was like, you know, I'm about to go in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, there was no line or there was a line, but it was like really short. Like I walked into the center, walked around the, okay, here's the shady part of it all. So as teachers, we were told that we needed uh, papers to prove that we were teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they give you when you book it, they give you like this QR code that like, are they supposed to scan it? Because that scan never happened. I'm just going to say that. So like yeah, they didn't no. ask for my, my papers as a I'm teacher. I'm going to tell they my truth ask- too. Go ahead. They didn't ask for my QR code. Nothing. Like I have my papers. I have it like on my phone. There's a girl behind me who is also a teacher. And she's like, did you print yours out? Like is yours on your, I was like, I have both. I printed it and I have it on my phone just in case they never asked us for anything. Like obviously they asked for our names and like check them in the system and stuff. So I guess the system told them everything they needed, but like they didn't look at any of those papers to see <laughs> if I was a teacher or not. They're like, I guess you're a teacher. I was like, yep. They're like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, once I got in, sat down, she asked me a couple of questions. She was like, I'm going to give you Moderna. And I was like, sweet. That's not AstraZeneca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. For anyone who's gotten the AstraZeneca one, like, I, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like make you so nervous about your vaccine, but like, it just wasn't what I wanted. And so, um, yeah, I, I got the Moderna one. And literally I was sitting there and waiting for her to poke me. And I don't have a fear of needles, right? Like if you've been pregnant, you have been poked and prodded so many times. (laughs) Like they draw blood from you like every 10 seconds when you're pregnant and like vile. So you're just like, here, take, take all my blood, just poke. (laughs) And then like when you're in labor, like they're putting IVs in your hand. Like I, I was like, whatever needle. So she goes to like poke me with the needle. And I keep thinking like, like I felt like a little pinch and I thought maybe she, missed and was gonna put it in again and then she was done and i was like oh that was it okay because like, i felt like nothing i was like okay um so i am two days post-vax now um i got mine on monday my arm is feeling much better it was so sore last night oh yeah last okay. night yeah it was really sore last night um today it doesn't feel like anything unless i lift it and then i feel like this tiny little pinch i have no other symptoms um mm-hmm. I feel great. And truthfully, I feel so relieved that I did it. Um, And like for whatever protection it provides me, I will take that extra protection right now. Um, I understand that maybe it doesn't work for variants as well, or maybe this and maybe that. And there's so many maybes and maybe they're going to come out with a pill apparently like in a year or something like that. Like I heard that that's like the new like thing. Um, And for all of those things, you know what? Right now, and I hate this because whenever someone says it, I'm like, Ew, it, I hate it. But we're in unprecedented times. And so, you know what? I'm making <laughs> the best decisions with the information that I'm given. And whether or not you vax is entirely up to you. Um, yes. But for me, it felt like a good decision. And I don't regret it. Like, I'm very happy that I did it. I feel like that's the important message that any any creator, content creator, celebrity should be saying is that at the end of the day if you choose to get vaccinated or you choose not to it is your choice just make sure it's a um an informed choice Mm -hmm. so don't just you know listen to the randoms um 
thing that pops up on Instagram that somebody put in their story and you watch that like, you know, 17 second reel that said, oh, if you take it, you're going to be infertile for the rest of your like, that's, (laughs) that's not the thing to be looking at. If you're actually like overly concerned, do some research, figure, figure things out on your own. Talk to people that live in that live around you or that are close to you, friends and family that have taken the vaccine and listen to their experience with it. And um, as I mentioned before, for me, the main the main reason why I took the vaccine as someone who, you know, rarely gets sick at all to begin with, never takes the flu shot, anything like that, is just that because this virus is attacking people in different ways, if I were to contract it, I the science research shows that no matter what, I've like 99.8% will not have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that's what's the most important thing. So I'm not even, I'm, I wasn't afraid of the vaccine, wasn't even, not even so much afraid of um, contracting COVID. Cause I even had my, my friend on the show talk about her experience after contracting COVID and she's still dealing with it right now, just dealing with the side effects of like, hey, I had this experience where where I had trouble breathing and now it's affecting my sleep and things like that, right? Mm. So if hearing things like that didn't scare me, it just put me on the path to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? My experience was um, different than than Alyssa's uh, as the line goes. Like for when I went there with my wife, the line was like, I around the block is not even the the best term it was like mm-hmm. quadruply around the block there everybody <laughs> in Brampton was in line that day <laughs> cuz i we pulled we pulled up um my wife's appointment was at like 5:30 and we pulled up and there's a security officer there and i was like um sir our appointment's at 5:30 that means we're vip right we don't go in the line he's like no everybody here 5:30 everybody i was like what <laughs> I was like, what do you, why would they book so many, so many people at the same time? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my wife went in line and there was a nurse in line kind of like telling people what to expect when they get inside. And, um, when we got inside the, the line, the reason why the line was so long is because it moves so quickly. Mm. It moves so efficient. quickly. Yeah. Super yeah. efficient. There's about like 70, 80 nurses inside giving vaccines. So yeah. they're taking in 70 people doing their checks, giving them their vaccine and then moving them to the next room. Cause they have you wait just like minutes, kids in yeah. school. Like you wait, like, you know, 15 minutes once you've gotten whatever they've poked into you, hepatitis B and all of that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you wait 15, 20 minutes and then, you know, they, they say, okay, you should be okay. Go about your business. So because of that, it actually moved quite quickly. And um, I know for me, when I talked to the nurse, the, my nurse was very, um, like, happy. And I was like, oh, man, you you think, you know, you'd be kind of like, ah, need to get out of here. Because it's 5.30 on a Sunday, been working from, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. But she's um, very nice, very, in, um, told me a whole bunch of information. Same thing, told me which um, vaccine I was getting. I'm in the Moderna gang as well. So I got the Moderna vaccine. Gang, gang, well. gang. <laughs> and, um she was even telling me like, yeah, you know, we give, we've been giving up Moderna and Pfizer, but Pfizer's not coming in as much and stuff like that. So it's was, so was just really um, good information that we're getting overall. And one thing that was, um, I guess, 
interesting to me was that when we were there, I didn't really see any like fear, like anybody like scared while we were there. Hmm. There's a most, most and people from all like walks of life, different um, nationalities, different jobs, like people coming in from work. I, there's construction workers there. There's hmm. people with like McDonald's uniforms on there. So so everybody was in there, older people, people bringing in family members and everybody was kind of like, hey, OK, we're glad that we're here type thing. Yeah. And and my only like concern is with us here in Ontario or in Canada, different than the um, our friends in the States is we have to wait like four months for our next our next dose, our second dose. It's, where isn't it, it, yeah. Is it four months? I thought it was three. It's three or four months because I know for me, I know my oh, next dose August. is August. Yeah, yeah, so fair, four. Right? So, and I know in the, in the States and the recommendation from the companies was <laughs> 21 to 28 days. And that's what they're doing in the States. They're giving it to you in that four-week period, your second dose. So I don't I heard know. that was for particular vaccines. I don't know if that was, when I was looking up the different, like Pfizer versus AstraZeneca versus J&J versus whatever, that recommendation only was for one of them. One or two of them were the 28 days, but one of them mm-hmm. actually said three months. Okay. So, so my thing is, I just don't know, like, say, I don't know where we, where we rely in Moderna gang. Like if the, if we're good with the three month stretch, because even the nurse was like, yeah, I got Moderna too. And I'm a nurse and I still have to wait the three, four months or whatever it is. Hmm. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's affecting anything, to. but that was my, really my only concern. But again, if you plan on getting vaccinated, just make a smart and informed decision. Either yeah. it's in, you're informed enough and you say no, or you're informed enough and you say, okay, yeah, I'll go. But yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, all we can really hope for with anything that we put out there is like research. Like, again, like I said, I live in a house right now. Like my husband and I have very different opinions on this vaccination. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we each are making choices that work for a, our family, but also for ourselves as individuals. And like, um, our own particular research is kind of informing either like more, I think when we get the vax yeah. versus like, if we get the if. vax, mm-hmm. um, it also depends on your lifestyle, right? Like for me, and I will say selfishly, um, I'm like, Andre, I don't, I'm, I don't know if I was as selfless in my reason for getting the vax. Like, cause you said before, not just like, so you didn't end up on a ventilator, but you were like, if I can help humanity, if yeah, the 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 horde hu- a horde immunity herd, thing. I was like herd immunity. Herd, horde. Why do I keep saying horde? I don't know. I, but I herd don't know. immunity. Like, yeah, the herd immunity. <laughs> and like, I am for that. I am. But I'm gonna say selfishly, um, the thought of like, like the reason I booked and didn't wait because originally I was like, you know what, I'm gonna wait and kind of see how this plays out a little bit. But the reason I decided not to wait is because I knew that second dose was gonna come in August, and if there was a potential for me to get back to work in September and be in the building, I wanted that opportunity. And so selfishly, that's why I made that decision to, to move forward now versus waiting and seeing, which is what I was going to do. Um, But like (laughs) I do, I miss the building. I miss being in person and I needed to feel comfortable that if I was given that decision again, that I could make the decision to maybe, uh, be in person and you know feel comfortable about it so For sure. yeah there's that so make a decision is what we're saying 
All right, right, let's get into this next topic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Introduce. (laughs) I wasn't even going to intro. I was going to be like, sharp right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So it is the end of the year. We have eight weeks left as of Monday when I return. Whoop, whoop. So uh, eight weeks. And that is the calendar I'm going to put right in front of me and rip off the days. Like I started for <laughs> listening. The big red um, X on each day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's been a rough year and you can still be a great teacher and a great person and count down till the end of the year because it's been rough for all of us. It's rough for the students. It's rough for admin. It is rough for teachers. It is rough for educational assistants, for parents, um, parents, I don't know how you're surviving right now because again, I, like I said, I have a paper due today. My daughter also has an assignment due and her teacher's emailing me and I'm like, look, I get it. I'm a teacher, but you don't need this assignment. Like I need to get my <laughs> assignment in and I don't have time to do my daughter's assignment and my assignment at the same time. So you're going to have to hold your horses and give her the eye and we'll just all be happy about this incomplete together. So For sure. I'm just going to that- say right now that like in talking about grades, specifically like this is kind of where we're headed with this like you know eight weeks we're kind of getting down to this place where report cards are coming again i hate report cards especially in this time (laughs) i think they're stupid i don't even understand why we're doing them they provide zero benefit um they're gassing kids that like you know i feel like they're providing a false sense of like what your achievement is so kids either think they're doing really well because it's just kind of like here just take it and go and they're not actually doing very well Uh, or you know kids are not like kids are not actually like kids are getting kids are sorry kids know things they are brilliant they have insight but maybe they just don't feel comfortable sharing and they haven't really been participating to the best of their ability this year and thus their marks are going to be like sitting in these 60s or lowers or incompletes and then that's going to make them feel like garbage, like they're not smart. Like, I, I again, my daughter's only in grade two, so I'm never going to show her this report card. This report card means nothing to me. But mm-hmm. she's going to have a bunch of eyes on it. And she's going to have a bunch of eyes because we didn't push them this year. We didn't make the boys go to class. We didn't make Sister Bear go to class either. Like, honestly, when they were like, I'm tired, I was like, then don't go to class. Like, I don't yeah. care. As a teacher, don't go. Like, Like, as a teacher and a parent, I was like, this year is not going to break you. I'm not going to allow you to sit in front of a screen and like die a slow death of boredom (laughs) because my daughter was like, who loves school? Like sister bear loves school. She loves learning and she will learn on her own. But the forcedness of all of it is like killing her. She's like, mommy, I hate it. Like this is not fun. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I get it. And mm-hmm. so we really have allowed her, especially like the boys are in kindergarten. I'm like, whatever, like, no, like kindergarten and playing at teachers, home is the same thing. <laughs> no, kindergarten teachers, you're the real MVPs because you have to like really you deal with a lot. But like for the I'm like, you know what? Go explore, go outside, find ants and rocks. And that's what they've been doing. Truthfully, my kids have been like digging up rocks and like comparing rocks and like Mm -hmm. what does this mean how come this rock is sparkly and like asking questions and doing all of this like genuine learning sister bear is like digging science right now like anything science related like mixtures and chemicals and like what reaction does this have if i mix this with this um 
she's doing learning. Like she's writing in her journal. <laughs> Blowing because, up the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's making a whole mess. I hate it. I hate the mess. But like my kids are still learning. And so I hate this idea that like learning only occurs if they are sitting in front of the screen and we can grade it and they're handing in, you know, work. And it seems contradictory, especially as a teacher who is telling students like, I need you to hand in work. (laughs) The only reason I'm saying that is because my superiors and their superiors and the ministry is saying, we need a way to assess this. We need a way to prove that you are showing up to work and teaching these students. And I hate that. So that's where I sit on grades. Go for it. Um, for me, um, this is something that like fresh conversation, I think a day or two ago. So, um, Alyssa is a part of the, the grade seven quad that I'm in at, at our school that we're, so each of us, um, four teachers were each teaching four different classes, a set of subjects. So all in all, we see about 130 something kids, mm-hmm. um, each day. So we're marking and grading 130 kids. And, um, one of the teachers came and was like, Hey, I'm here going through marks and pretty much we'll say, I'll say about 85 or sorry, maybe 55% of the kids in the class are getting eyes in subjects. And I said to myself, and she was, she um, said that, Hey, you know, I'm going to talk to the principal about this and see what's going to happen. And all that came to my mind was like what you just said, Alyssa, the, the marks are, Whatever we think about the marks, marks are marks. However, one of their main purposes is to show the um, education board or show the education minister that whatever these teachers are doing in this board is either working or not working and they need uh, professional development. That's why we always get like math PDs. And then two years later, when the English marks go down because we've been focusing on math too much, then we get language PDs. That's why it happens. So that's all that came to mind is that. So for me, I was like, hey, you know what? And I've made this like joke in my house because my wife is a teacher as well. Like this year, if you, for the students that are getting eyes, you're getting eyes. I'm not going to be like, you know, trying to maleficent my my magic (laughs) to, to get to create a mark for you. If you're if you weren't coming to class, weren't producing anything, weren't participating, and that's the my biggest thing right now is the participation. Because again, if you're not even handing in the work on time, as as long as I can see that you're grasping it, because you're like, yeah, Mr. M, I got it. This, this, right? that, this, that. I can give you a mark off of that. But if you're not doing any of that, I'm you're getting an I, and you're you're getting it so that you know, hey, I need to do more next year, and it's also being done so that. The education minister can say, oh, my gosh, look at all of these grade sevens that were unsuccessful throughout this year. What are we going to do for next year? Because in in Ontario, one of the big things is is they're proposing to keep online um, learning, like make it permanent. And if I'm seeing right now that it is not a good thing, I need to show you in the numbers. So in the analytics, I need to show you that it's not a good thing. And the only way that I can do that is actually being truthful and putting the eyes on the paper. I agree. I honestly, before I probably would not have like in school, I would have been like, no eyes. Like that means we're not trying hard enough. But in seeing this year play out, and again, as from the perspective as of a parent and as a teacher, oh no kids give let kids take these eyes and parents don't give teachers a hard time when you see 
the marks on these report cards because they mm-hmm. are actually reflective of whatever we've gotten. So if we've gotten work, your child likely has like a solid grade. Um, if they've gone above and beyond, then you'll see that reflected. But if they have an I or they have a 60, they likely haven't handed in anything. They haven't participated. And I know you want to be like, but they were in front of the screen. I'll tell you right now, bonus bear sits upstairs, uh, for his (laughs) classes. He's in grade eight right now. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, daddy bear is like, nah, he's doing his work. I'm like, that kid is not doing work because he's having (laughs) way too much fun. And I know online class is not that fun. He is playing game. And like mm-hmm. kids are doing that right now. So then we'll get like a, you know, a message like, oh, they're going to get like bonus bear is going to get an eye on this. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm not. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. In order to facilitate the type of learning that the government wants to happen through this online system, parents have to play way more of an active role. And I'm not saying yes. this to like be like on parents because I'm saying like as a parent, I can't do that. I cannot manage four kids in here and make sure each of them is in their classroom handing in like that's ridiculous I Mm -hmm. like I can't even be like I'm not a teacher I am a teacher I'm a teacher but I'm also like a parent like I can't that role is ridiculous and it's unfair to expect that parents are going to do that so I know teachers get really upset when parents say things like now I'm homeschooling and they're like well you're not actually homeschooling because you're not (laughs) You're not producing the lessons. You're not marking the lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's true. But that's not what parents are saying. Parents are saying that they are having a difficult time managing the workload between their kids or even with just one kid. With one kid, it's difficult when you're trying to do your work. Like I said, today, I am trying to finish a paper. Sister Bear is trying to finish an assignment. And what happens? My work gets neglected because, again, like you have to help your kid. uh, Or if you're on deadline for work, then you're like, sorry kid just do your best and hand it in and and you know I feel like what we're what we're missing and what you see again with marks in school versus marks online marks in school like it or not parents is heavily heavily influenced by us as teachers we help them we walk around and we are like that's wrong fix that thousand percent now you're on the rough like we gotta we gotta mirror like we can't do that online. I can't do that with 32 kids on a screen and I only see one of them and I can't tell what they're writing down and like help them through it. And so that's the piece that when parents are like, I'm homeschooling, that's the piece that you're doing. Or like, if you are actually playing an active role, you're going Mm -hmm. around, you're being like, ah, that's not right. That's thing. That's us all day long with a bunch of kids with a class full of 25 kids. I'm like, wait, here, no, come see me. You wait. Okay, circle time <laughs> over here. Like, yeah. There's a lot that goes into it that people miss. And so um I think like my my bottom line is is it sucks, but accept the marks that are on the report card and don't put too much stock in them. The my perfect example of all of this is um phys ed. So for the for the quad, I teach phys ed, I teach gym for the quad. And um I told these I told the students at the beginning of the year, some of you that are used to that, like, you know, 90 mark because you're the supreme athlete that's on every sports team. So everything that you're doing in gym class comes naturally to you. Don't expect that this year. And I said on the other end of the spectrum, students that are like, oh, I loathe coming to this head class. Mm-hmm. I hate this class so much. <laughs> I can't. Can't, my hands don't work together to 
catch objects. It just doesn't happen. I said, for those students, you're going to be very surprised by the marks that you all receive. And it's because being in this online world, it, it is it, for phys ed specifically, it has switched things around that, that super, um, the, that quote unquote, typical super athlete who just naturally everything comes to them and they are picked first for every team. Now I'm saying, okay, you're not the spectacle of the class anymore. You're home alone. And I'm giving you this thing to do. You need to do it and hand it in. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? No, I, I just want to show you that I can do the burpee. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Yeah. Why do I have to do this reflection? And can't I just do the 45 push-ups and everybody go, oh, look, he's a Amazon princess. Look, she's done all of the all of the push-ups in the world. Like, whereas the student now is at home and part part of the curriculum in, in fitness is that you are starting to be aware of your own abilities and your own body and the safety around and the equipment that you're using and honing in on yourself. And so that student that would maybe could only do 15 jumping jacks, like properly coordinated because they're able to do them and know ways and come up with um, smart goals that they can improve on. Now they're able to receive that again, that 80, 90 mark where maybe in a regular gym class, they may have only gotten a 60 because it would have been just performance. So the online world is, is very difficult and very different. And the grades this year need to reflect the difficulty of it to show that, Hey, this is not for everybody. And we're not going to make it seem like everyone can be successful here. And we're actually going to actually show you the truth, which is most cannot survive here right now. Agreed. Especially at our grade level. So let's like. Exactly. And below. I will say maybe maybe high school is a different ballgame. And again, high school teachers will have to speak to that. But grade eight and under, this is not the place for that. Like. We have to understand that school is so much more than the learning that happens in the classroom. It like that social piece, that development of like your like Andre was saying awareness in gym, like awareness in life about Mm -hmm. how to interact with others, how to participate in group functions, like how to exist in a class. Like that's a skill that when I'm telling you when grade sixes come in, they know nothing about anything about how to interact (laughs) with people. They're like flailing like about grade seven they start to like figure out okay this is how my class dynamic works this is kind of like how I adapt to having different teachers which is why our quad was such an important piece for us because you have to learn that not all teachers teach the same and that is life right like you have to learn to adapt to different teachers teaching styles and how you manage you know your own workload and how you manage your responses and so you know, I will say I agree. This online environment is not for most, not even like not for everybody. It is not yeah. for most. And I will tell you that the kids that are really successful are successful at their own expense. And what I mean by that is they are the kids that are taking an assignment that should have taken them an hour and spending two days researching yeah. and going down the rabbit hole when I only asked you for a paragraph. So Yes, you're successful in that you've scoured the internet for all of this knowledge, but you haven't learned skills of, you know, synthesis and putting information into like a nice little package for me. What you're making me do is read your 10 page essay because (laughs) you couldn't figure out how to stop. You have no self-awareness. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's the piece that I really try to push, especially for uh, language and history teachers, when you really want to give out those 90s and those 100s because this kid did 15 pages of work. No, that's not it. You haven't actually, you haven't developed that skill, that that self-awareness to understand that if my teacher asks for a paragraph, I need to figure out how to say all of these things in this condensed format. Writing exactly. more does not equal a 90, does not equal a 100. It doesn't mean you're going, it means you're you're doing more, but you're not like exceeding my expectations. In fact, you've actually missed my expectations. So <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a hard concept for for a lot of students. Like like you said, Alyssa, in this at the grade level of that grade eight under, mm-hmm. I would even say even maybe even grade nine, grade 10, because it's still high school is still this like new place for for a lot of students, um, yeah. especially students right now that would have been online since last year, March. They're not even mm-hmm. getting a full grade nine experience. And sure. now they didn't have a grade 10 experience at all. Right. So um it's again i'm trying like i we're spending so much time focusing on like the 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 kids and their well-being and hopefully people can notice and you'll probably even notice in your own kids at home that this is not the place again for most this is not the place for them they -hmm. need to actually be in the classroom amongst those other 24 students and i think that is why um like our minister our our premier here was trying to keep the doors open even though he wasn't doing it in the best in the best way that i think by saying hey schools are the safest place in the world because mm-hmm. that's clearly not true he what they should have probably focused on is is pushing the fact that the students themselves need to be here for their own development and yep. that's what's most important and they're even risking certain safety measures in order to um, keep that going, which is what they were trying to do. They like all of us recognize the school is an important building, mm-hmm. an important establishment in all, all students' lives for them to walk through and learn and, and, and um, have that engagement and, and all of that. And we were trying to keep that place open and keep that place stable for the most part. And um I, as I said before, I think now that we're getting towards the end of the year and that final report card has to come out, I know some students might are, aren't going to be happy with the marks that they, that they received. They're not even going to be able to explain the marks that they received because, like you said, Alyssa, there's a whole bunch of parents that are like, yeah, my um, daughter's on the computer for the whole six hours yeah. on it. Of course she's doing her work. She's there. What do you mean? Right? <laughs> and now when that report card goes home and you have that C minus, you have that I when you were expecting B's and A's and things like that, it's going to be a hard conversation. And um, as a parent, I feel like you have to come with the understanding of what this year was and that any of that anger or anything shouldn't be put towards the child, shouldn't be put towards the teacher. It should be more put towards your um your education minister and what their plans are, mm-hmm. what their plans were for this year and what their plans are for September. Because if exactly. this didn't work for an entire year and a half, yep. how dare you say, yeah, we're going to let this go past September. Exactly. So yeah, I agree. Put your energy elsewhere. Cause we're not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't ask me anything. Um, and I, you know what? Truthfully, here's what I'm going to say. Don't even open the report card. Like, it's not worth it. It gets emailed to you. And truthfully, if you don't open it, it actually disappears. You have uh, 48 <laughs> hours, I think, to open it and download it. And if you don't, um, it's gone. Let it be gone. Who cares? Who cares? You know what you need to do at the end of this year? Celebrate. Celebrate with yeah. your with your kids and be like, you made it. You made it through this monster. We made it through this monster. Um, I know that, again, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care about this report card. I'm not looking at my kids' report cards this year. They're probably going to, like I said, going to have eyes. They don't know my kids. So what can you really mm-hmm. write about them? Um, and I'm just going to, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have ice cream and we're, <laughs> we're going to, you know. Report card burning party. We're not even, yeah. don't even open the envelope. Burn no. it. Burn it. <laughs> right? And that's it. So regardless of what this the end of this year holds for you know marks um celebrate with your kids because it's been a really hard year um (laughs) we've said that we're struggling they're struggling everybody's struggling you're struggling um (laughs) (laughs) you know and everybody on the struggle bus struggle bus is big long everybody can fit on it it's a train now it's a struggle train (laughs) i'm bringing up the caboose so here we go here we go um, and with that, I'm going to close this down because I have an essay to write and, you know. Yeah. So um, thank you again for listening to us here today. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. This is Teachers Like Us. Please, um, if you haven't followed us already on Instagram, please do so. We, we are on Instagram at Teachers Like Us. And you can go there to stay up to date for when we are dropping new episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.